0: Calling all Sounders fans. Do you know a community hero? Now more than ever, we want to recognize those that are going above and beyond to serve our region. Whether grocery store workers, healthcare professionals, janitors, restaurant staff, or friendly neighbors, our community is full of courageous individuals who deserve our thanks. Please nominate your community hero at soundersfc.com slash community heroes for a chance to have CHI Franciscan and Sounders FC honor them with a VIP experience. Listen to this.
1: Zakawani, the flying winger.
0: Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> he said it again. Happy
1: days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans
0: with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, Glad to say we are joined by, I guess I can call him, goal scorer extraordinaire. Steady right back, (laughs) Dutch legend, Kelvin Lidham joins us now. Kelvin, how are you, man?
2: I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great. Right away, let's get to it. Obviously, long layoff due to COVID. You've been back now, individual trainings, small group training. Now it's full team training, um, how does it feel just being back out there um, after so much time
2: off? Yeah, it's it's a it's a great feeling. Um, I was already I didn't did too much individual training um, when we started, but I was already uh, tired of doing that because um, soccer or football you play to interact with your teammates, uh, have fun, dribble your dribble your teammates, dribble your opponent. You know, that's what I play for, and um, yeah. Um, the first week was only running, 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 and it's boring, so I'm happy that we're back to full training.
1: It's funny, he talks like a striker, doesn't he, Steve? Like, I just want to dri- <laughs> I just want to dribble, guys, I don't want to pass <laughs> or run at all, but unfortunately this guy's in the most demanding <laughs> running position on the field. Um, no, but Kelvin, that's,
2: have... that's why you play soccer, Brad. Yeah, the, you no, know, no you're right, I you're right. You play soccer, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, you're I right. I that right. feeling.
1: I can imagine it, it, it gets repetitive and gets boring. Um, you know, and I think it goes the same way. We've all been stuck doing the same thing for the, you know, the past hundred days or whatever, all of us, right? Like Steve and I are getting bored of doing a podcast when we're not interacting with each other and and, and or right. other people inside the room, right? So I think that these things just kind of run its course, but I'm, I'm happy for you guys that you guys have gotten some full team trainings and from the photos, it looks like the guys are smiling. Um, wh- one thing I want to ask is, um, what kind of standards are you guys holding for the rest of the season? Now now that you guys have gotten the whole group together, have you guys met? Have you um, you know, talked about the goals for this tournament um, and kind of what that will look like for the group of guys?
2: Uh, we didn't discuss too much, but knowing the guys we have in our team, you know, when we're going to start playing games, like the only thing that counts is winning. But what the last couple of months has learned us as players and as human beings is that you need to be uh, very happy with the people around you, enjoy your family. I feel like that's a, a very strong feeling in the group right now and that football is like something that's extra in your life, you know, because uh, in times like this, you know, you, you get to know the people around you better and yourself. And um, I feel like that's more important now for guys in the team. Uh, than football itself but I but I think like when we start playing games uh, the feeling of um, uh, wanting to be the best will come automatically but I don't I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like uh, we we already talk too much about that so um, I feel like it's not only going about um, the times we're going through right now and family you can't see touch and stuff like that so But um, that feeling will come back about uh, winning games. Yeah. Um,
0: Kelvin, is it too early to begin to talk about tactics and how the team should play? I know we've spoken before and you're a guy who thinks about the game in tactical senses, obviously with a Dutch background. That's the way the game is taught. Um, is it too yeah. early or right now is it about getting your legs under you making sure everybody's fit making sure that your body's not getting injured or can Schmetzer and Jimmy and Preki and Gonzo start saying hey we want to try this we want to do that when we get to Orlando um, where is the team at in that process?
2: Um, we, uh, today was uh, actually a day that we did a little bit of tactics spe- uh, defensively so um, we're already starting doing it um, but um yeah, it's 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 going slowly, you know, you start all over. I feel like the whole team is like, uh, very fit. Um, so a lot of guys have been doing stuff at home, during the, yeah, during the stop, we couldn't do anything, but uh, I feel like the team is very fit and we're pushing, we're pushing the tempo. And uh, yeah, the tactics are, are brought in slowly. We're starting with defense from up top and then uh, the communication with the back line, we did a little, a little bit today. So I feel like uh, we're on the right way, and uh, you're starting to know your your teammates again. Um, for me, especially with uh, Yaimar and Javi, who speaks more Spanish, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 totally new again. So um, we're we'll, we're building it up slowly, and uh, today was the first step uh, uh, towards a better better connection uh, with our guys. And I think in a few days we'll go uh, back to to the attacking things we want to implement with our team, but. Uh, yeah today was our first day actually doing that
1: i I would imagine that you know offensively this team kind of knows what it needs to do but the the biggest pieces are the are the center backs right uh and you kind of alluded to it but it's it's nice in a way that you guys will have now three weeks to kind of get together and and kind of nail some things down with the with the new center back pairing and you know, you said everyone's fit, and you had all this time to learn more Spanish. I'm hoping you were taking Spanish lessons this entire three months, because you'd be fluent you'd be right now, man. Yeah, you guys would I, be flying I, I... back there.
2: <laughs> no, I, I actually downloaded two apps, but, uh, you know, Duolingo, I think everybody knows that, and the other one I forgot the name, but I've been speaking a little bit Spanish to my phone, Neamo Kelzin, something like that. <laughs> so... uh <laughs> It's uh, it's fun, man. I also want to learn a new language. Spanish is the top of my list. So um, since coming into the U.S., I've seen uh, Spanish is the second language that's been spoken here that people speak around here. So, yeah, it's uh, it's something I really want to learn, and it helps me with uh, with those guys. And it also helps me to let them feel comfortable around me because um, for them, it's uh, you're interested in trying to help them the best way you can. And for me, it's to learn those little words to make uh, communication a little bit better, so... Um, uh,
1: re- real fast, Steve, um, it, what's the... You were born in Suriname, right? So yeah. the, it's South American country, but the main, the official language is Dutch, is that right?
2: Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, that's correct.
1: That's... I, I would have never, ever guessed that. So, so you didn't speak yeah. Spanish, even though you grew up in South America, which is
2: crazy well, to think well, so. I, uh, I don't think... Yeah. In Suriname, you get Spanish in school, but I didn't make it... That far because uh, when I was yeah almost ten, I left to the Netherlands, right. but normally when you yeah when you get older like thirteen fourteen you get Spanish in school because all the countries around us in in South America speak Spanish, so um yeah, it's mandatory in school after a certain age,
1: huh, I don't think many people would know that little fact that's pretty interesting, yeah, mm.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: um. Joe, I mean, obviously Suriname, speaking of Suriname, yourself, I mean, I know Edgar Davids, Clarence Sadoff, I'm assuming Virgil van Dijk as well. Yeah. And Patrick Clever, Several of you. Okay. H- 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 this is my problem with you and all of them. I'm going to tell you right now. Because, look, <laughs> I-, I can say Johan Cruyff, Marco van Basten, Dennis Bergkamp, Marco Overmas, yeah. um, Seidoff, Davids. Oh, I mean, the list is ridiculously long. Holland yeah. has never won the World Cup. And that's only correct. has one European Championship, which is in 1988, the year I was born. So that's a long time ago. Now, why? <laughs> why has so much talent almost, you're, you're almost a school of football because of Johan Cruyff. How have you not won a World Cup and only one European Championship? What's missing?
2: Because there are certain countries in the world that just go in the street and pick up talent. You know, countries like Brazil, Argentina. Yeah, they're just much bigger. Like if like people in the Netherlands used to say, like if you have one Johan Cruyff in uh, in the Netherlands, probably in Argentina you'll find four or five. You know and they have a lot of players, but coming back to the Netherlands, it's um, yeah we've been close a few times, especially in the World Cup. I think we've played a final three or four times, and we've lost all of them. Everybody knows the most recent one we were. Casillas made it safe. When Robin came one v one with the foot, so we've been pretty close. And um, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, for such a small country, it's actually great. It's actually great that you can make three or four finals in a World Cup. But yes, uh, we didn't have that 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 luck. But the future for me is Serena. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's a that's an interesting point, Steve, because we talk about. We always talk about the Dutch style of play, right? That's what pretty much yeah. everything is is modeled after. But the fact that they haven't won a championship, it's interesting to think about, you know, you you want to model your basketball team off of, you know, the Celtics or the Lakers, you right. know, teams that won a bunch of championships, but we're we're modeling our system off of a team that's never won a championship, uh, a World Cup, they've won right. a European championship. That's a kind of an interesting yeah. concept, but I think it plays into the development of the youth and with the Sounders yeah. signing two new, um, you know, homegrowns. Kelvin, can you talk about the youth system in, in the Netherlands and how kind of the Sounders are taking that next step to get young guys involved? I know you were involved at a young age um, yeah. over there.
2: Yeah, the, the, like the U.S. is... Well, now let me start with the it Netherlands. In the Netherlands, like, if you have talent, they will find you. Because everything mm. is so organized. Like, I think from when you're six years old, if you have the talent, they will find you because the clubs, everything is, uh, is organized centrally. So if you want to go to a certain team and find some players, everything, there's a certain time that certain teams play. Um, and it started from like five, six year old. So yeah, if you have the talent, doesn't matter if it's Ajax or, or, or PSV. And if you're like 500 kilometers away, they will find you. So the system is very good. Um, and in the US, I feel like it's so big um, I don't know how organized it is, especially with traveling and stuff. And um, I think that's uh, from look, from the outside looking. At, I think that's a big issue. But um, there is still time to grow, and and uh, the US has a lot of time because I think um, when that's all sorted out, um, the US will be one of the powerhouses in the world because you have the money, you have the facilities. And I feel like, um, all the multicultural, or all the different cultures in the, in the country, yeah, that will also help. And, um, yeah, just, it's just going to take some time and, um, yeah, I believe like in 20 years, may, maybe 15 years, yeah, the U.S. will be, will be right there with the, with the other top teams. You see it now with, uh, with the Canadian players who are very good with, um, Alfonso Davis and. Uh, the guy from the who plays in Belgium, Chris David, or something like that yeah like he's um yeah, I feel like the u s is uh, is going to be right there, so um, it's going to take some time, but uh, uh, to 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 develop, yeah you need you need patience and the and the Netherlands has been doing it for such a long time, and everything is organized, so and the u s. is actually just starting, so
0: mm.
2: like I think patience will uh, yeah is the key.
0: Um, Kelvin, when I was 16 I went on trial With AZ Alkmaar, And During the warm-up The coach gave everyone a ball And we had to do a bunch Of technical skills Juggling the ball Doing headers Doing tricks And there was one player I said, this guy's unbelievable I said, if he's in my position I have no chance And then the coach blew the whistle, said, we're going to do some shooting. And that player put on his gloves. That was the goalkeeper. So (laughs) (laughs) that's how good these guys were technically. So with that said, why for all the teaching, all the technical ability, is the Dutch league not viewed as one of the top European leagues? Is it because they sell the players? Is it because... Up until recently, Ajax had a little bit of a dip. I'm wondering why the Eredivisie isn't on par with the Bundesliga or at, le- at least the Italian league and the French league to some extent.
2: Um, I think the big part, um, like, from the... Except the top five, it's a big part is money. Because there are so many Dutch talents, like, at, uh, who are playing now, who are 14, 15 years old, who play at Chelsea or... Um, yeah, in the Bundesliga, my, my 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 even my nephew, he makes his he made his debut two weeks ago. He's not he just turned 18. He plays for Hoffenheim. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult because those teams come and they just offer the the young guys 16 years old a lot of money. And if you're from a family who doesn't have it, like who has been struggling a lot, it's it's the, it's yeah it's tough to say no. And that's a big part in the Netherlands because like when Chelsea or Man United or Arsenal comes, it's, it's a big opportunity. So a lot of guys, um, yeah, just, they just go. Uh, and that's a big problem for us uh, because it's, um, we can't keep all the young talents uh, yeah, in. So, um, yeah, the, the Dutch League actually turned, uh, made a new rule. I think it's almost two weeks ago that you can give players now contracts when they are 14 years and six months or 15 years and six months It's just to protect the Dutch teams because yeah the, the teams from England they just come and take all the guys and it's difficult it's difficult yeah I think that's the think... biggest part because the, in the, the English teams can keep all their young players because they can keep playing the players you know and it's it's, it''s it's considered a strong a strong league, but the Dutch teams it's a smaller market, only 17 million. 17 million people living in the country is yeah. I think New York has more people than the Netherlands mm. so there's a lot of money involved with it and and that's and that's tough because yeah as I said England is one hour away from Amsterdam mm. so yeah they just come over and, and pick all the guys
1: yeah that's interesting So so that's kind of what the Sounders are doing it seems like we're starting to stockpile these young kids. So when there's interest, you know, th- three of these players have played in the under-17 se- under World Cup. So I think that that's yeah. the thought process here is make sure that you're protecting your asset by offering them contracts at a young age. But from your yeah. opinion, you, you you know, I've actually known Josh since he was like 14 years old at tencio You know, he was uh, on the same club team as my neighbor. Um, so I'm happy yeah. to see him signed. How good are these kids, in your opinion? You know, you've come up through a youth system, Steve. I mean, you've seen these guys play probably more than I have. But um, right. how good are how good are these kids in in reality, um, Kelvin? Are, are they ready to make the jump? Do they need a couple more years? Is the USL um, a good enough springboard for these Are they getting the competition they need? Um, how how yeah. far off are these kids?
2: The USL definitely helps. Definitely helps. You know why? It happens now in the Netherlands too. We have uh, the, 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 the second team plays also in the, in the second division. And, um, like, I'm going to give you a little example. Um, Frankie de Jong, Steven Bergwijn, um, Andre Onana, the goalkeeper from Ajax, Donny van de Beek, all those guys plays, like, 80 games in the second division. Mm. And the thing is, you play against, you, you play against men, you know? Men who wants to take care of the family. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so you always will have, um, you always will have big resistance because, yeah, everybody's earning their money. And the younger you are and you play against men, you learn what it is. Yeah, actually, to fight for your family. And it's, it's good for these young guys because physically, mentally, everything, everything will help them in the future. You know, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't say that they, that they are going to make it all the way. But it's 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 going to be a big part of their of their development to play against guys who are already 28, have two kids, and stuff like that because they have a different mentality, and it's and it's where those guys need to need to need to go need to go through, and I think it's very 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 good for them. Um, the only thing I always say to them, I've said it today to Eden again, don't be afraid to make mistakes. You know, um, that's one thing I learned from uh, from Ronald Koeman. People will always have something to say. As long as you play with balls and try to do stuff and, and learn from your mistakes, that's the only way to get better. Don't be afraid, oh, I'm training with the first team. If I don't play this ball to Nico, he's going to yell at me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. No. You've always been playing soccer, and I always try to give the young guys that confidence, you know? Um, if you see something, do it. If it doesn't, if it, if, if it, if it doesn't go, especially uh, with Eden today, if it doesn't go, you do it again until it, until it works, you know? and um just find just find the way uh to do it the right way and um yeah i always try to to let them know to keep their head up because some days are going to be bad and some days are going to be very good and then you feel happy but it's the bad days it's the bad days that you that you need to talk to those guys that it's good what they're doing you know and Mm. um and that's what i've been learning in the netherlands too when i was younger you know um it's tough i've been yelled at by roy mackay Giovanni from Broncos, all those guys i've been yelled at a lot
1: Mm-hmm. But it helped me in
2: the it helped me. So that's what I'm trying to do to, to tell those guys. It's uh, it's not bad when you make me say it actually makes you better. Mm-hmm. So I hope I hope they take it and keep trying and get uh, get better soccer place. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, excellent perspective. Um Kelvin, final one from me. Uh, Let's bring it back home. This time next month, you'll be down in Orlando. The group is Group B, Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, San Jose, Earthquakes. Your thoughts on the draw and then your kind of overall thoughts on the format. You know, it's kind of unique, a tournament and then going into the knockout stages with the group games counting for MLS points. So I'm just wondering what your personal approach will be, the team's approach. But um, first and foremost, your thoughts on Dallas, Vancouver
2: and San Jose as group opponents. It's, it's, a, it's a tough group. Um, um, I, we know what happened last year in the playoffs against Dallas. Uh, so you know with uh, what kind of mentality they will come and play against us. You know, um, I will say they will not be afraid. So they will, take, they will, they will bring the challenge to us because they feel confident that they scored three goals in our, in our home uh, during the playoffs with a very young team. So that's going to be tough. And those guys are a year older wiser, better. So that's going to be tough. Uh, San Jose, uh, two of my old teammates play there. So for me, it's personal to beat them. But they have a unique style of playing. And uh, you don't you don't play against that style a lot. Actually, it's the first time I've been playing against a style like that in the U.S. or even in the Netherlands. It's the first time I've played against a coach who plays like that. So that's very difficult to play against. And Vancouver, have a, yeah, they're they in a... How do you say it? Transition situation where they bring a lot of new players in. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a rivalry match, so um, it's not an easy group. It's not an See. easy group, but um, I like the fo- I, I I like the format of the tournament because um, this is the only thing you can do in a situation like this. It's play or stay home and. Um, Yeah, I think most of the players in the league. uh, After a while, you get bored at home. So yeah, it's better to play some. It's better to play some games than only train, train, train. And the only thing is, like maybe we wanted to play in our own market in the West, with only West teams, and the East with only East teams in the East. But um, yeah, you will never have it. uh, You will never have the perfect thing going for us right now. It's uh, we live in different times, so this is what we have to do and hopefully being the first league back in in the US um yeah the, the league will grow hopefully so um yeah we have we uh we have we have something to show uh, also as champions so yeah we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes it's unique yeah so
1: i think i think you guys have a great opportunity as as the sounders always do when when i look at those teams everyone talks about fc dallas and i just I just don't see it. uh, Me personally uh, and and playing against them a number of times. Um, I think Vancouver is that game that's uh, transition. Like you said, I think you hit hit them all on the head. But, you know, to kind of go back to what you said earlier about young players trying things over and over in training, I think you forgot what it was like to play with Clint and not pass him the ball. Um, <laughs> let's, not, yeah, let's no. not forget that certain players yeah you could keep trying it but not too many but um man i think you nailed everything kelvin thanks so much for uh for hanging out with us uh that was brilliant thank
2: you, thank you guys thank you it's always a pleasure talking to you guys man cheers thank Kelvin. Ho- All the best, hopefully
1: man. we see you soon man
2: hopefully I, you guys don't come to Orlando. <laughs> no
0: absolutely not <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, guys. Learn, learn good your try. Spanish down there. I'll try. I'll try. Right. I have my, I have my Dutch. I, have, I will have some Dutch old teammates over there. So yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's uh, this is a, this is a unique opportunity to see each other again. You know, you don't see each other that often. So yeah. 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 It's, uh, awesome. it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Good luck. Love that. Thank All you. Right.
0: Thank you. Have a good day. If today's news has you taking care of more errands from the couch this spring, then Waffed Bank has some tools to help. You can open our free checking
1: account online without ever leaving your house. Our free checking and mobile banking app includes photo check deposit, person-to-person text payments, bill pay, and even fee-free access to 32,000 MoneyPass ATMs. All this without having to pay a monthly fee. Member FDIC. Free checking requires e-statement registration, direct deposit, and $25 to open. Overdraft and return item fees may apply. TCL, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC, presents the TCL 10 Pro. Get ready to experience the unparalleled visual power of the TCL 10 Pro with next vision technology. The curved display and 64 megapixel quad camera system provide sharp performance and brilliant color. Work and play without limits thanks to TCL 10 Pro's powerful processor, fast charging battery, and a full suite of Android software to get things done. There's nothing stopping you. Available at
0: TCLUSA.com. Sounders FC Classics is back this Saturday, June 20th, as we showcase Jonah Morris' emotional return from a season-long ACL injury in last year's home opener. Watch the entire contest at 7 p.m. on Joe TV, soundersfc.com or the Sounders FC app, and listen on sports radio, kjr.com. This edition of Sounders FC Classics is presented by Primera Blue Cross. Primera Blue Cross, always in your corner. Um, I want to say that was the game against Cincinnati. and um, if I'm thinking correctly it was Cincinnati and then there was Colorado, there was Chicago. It was a pretty great opening to the season last season for the Sounders. Um right before we talk about some news that um, broke recently surrounding Harry Ship. I want to get your thoughts on the, the tournament in in um in Orlando, obviously we haven't seen much of the Sounders. We saw a couple Champions League games. We saw Columbus, and we saw Chicago. Where do you think the team's at? Like, in t- when you look at the depth, when you look at who's on the roster, anything anything missing that glares out to you, or is the team pretty pretty solid right now?
1: No, I think the team's solid. I think you know, when when uh, you know we talked about this a little bit before, but it's there's a lot of history with this team in tournaments and. I think if you look at articles, we're not the only ones to think that. If you look at MLS soccer, if you look at any other team and players, they're going to tell you that the Sounders are right there when it comes to tournament time because right. we've entered we've entered tournaments and done well, whether it's Open Cup or you know postseason where the team is kind of flying high. But we've also entered tournaments where you know we're kind of basically in last place uh, and kind of hanging out at the bottom there, or that final spot in the tournament and ended up winning. So you can't count this team out even if it was, uh, you know, a second tier team, but yeah. looking at the roster, I think, I think it's solid. Big, biggest thing will be guys staying healthy. Um, you know, my main concern is, is Nico and where he's at, uh, yeah. physically. And, and if he can stay healthy, if Nico's healthy, then I think it's, it's going to be a fun team to watch. And I'm excited to watch Apollo again, get out there. And, you know, the two center backs build a relationship, um, you know, and and if Raul's firing on all cylinders, like this team is still stacked, man, yeah. and uh, they're
0: firing. Uh, what do you think? I'm trying to think lineup wise in terms of who misses out because if the back takes care of itself, if it is Jamar and Javier, Javi and you know Jovin, you'd assume left back maybe Nuhu and then Kelvin. That to the D mid spot, the six and the eight, or the two sixes, because uh, I'm trying to think because Jao Paulo is going to play. Um, yep. But then you're talking, you put him with Gustav, you put him with Rodan, you remove Christian a bit higher because you have Nico, Christian. That That's where I'm a little bit stuck because mm-hmm. you put, you know, Raul's your nine, Nico's your 10, Jordan has to be on the left at this point. Um, then it's that right side. There's Joven play on the right, and you keep Christian in the middle, take Gustav out. So I think there's a couple of decisions there to be made, probably not big ones, but. um over the course of it, we'll probably see both variations, see? but I think that's the that's the question for me.
1: A big question mark for me is Joven having three months off. We all know <laughs> Joven's track history, and Nuhu's been posting videos about him working out. So I hope that Nuhu stayed in shape, and he's young enough that he doesn't have to. But JJ's got to be careful in these times. I, I hope that he's staying yeah. fit, and he comes in and he comes in fit. Because if not, you know uh, the team is realistic at, at this time. Yeah. It's it's yeah. either. That that's the biggest thing for me is JJ or Nico and, or or uh, or Nuhu because it uh, ultimately in these games you're playing for points in the regular season. Uh, last thing we want to see is this team go yeah. zero for three or you know only have a two draws and then you get into the season with two points. So um, there's still a lot on the line. So yeah. these guys got to be ready, but they got a couple of weeks to get back into it. Um, yeah. And So it'll, it'll yeah, be interesting
0: yeah. That's a good point I I, I did want to ask you About Nico I was thinking about Nico The other day Because I'm trying to think Like all the special players That have come through the club Listen There's been guys You know You see them in training And there's a wow moment Like you know I think Oba Obviously had several of those yeah. um, Back in the day When I first trained With Freddie I remember Freddie Would do something Here and there um, is, Was Nico Is he that type I'm trying to figure out What makes him good Was he that type no. of player Where in training He'd be wow Or was it just he just has a way of impacting the game because I don't, he's not really like a dribbler. He's not doing step nope. He's not doing, he, I don't know what makes him so good.
1: He is so good at linking up play. Um, yeah. that, that's his biggest thing. I mean, you, you rarely, I mean, you'll see him score good goals. He, he is a good yeah. finisher, but that's not yeah. his MO. He's not a, he's not a get the ball, turn and take guys on. Sometimes right. he will, but he, in, in training, he's, he's kind of just there. He, right. he's a, he's a leader on the field because his work rate is unmatched. And that's what's kind of gotten him into this whole issue of not playing the past couple of months is, is maybe yeah. working a little bit too hard. Um, but he's just that perfect link-up player that can get a ball from, you know, midfield and and make something happen. All of his passes are so good. His pass rate is so good. Um, yeah. And he just sees things different than everybody else. But I, I think about him like I thought about uh, Shaleto uh, back <laughs> in Columbus and, and now the coach of the Galaxy where in training, you know, they're just kind of there and they'll link up play and they'll you know they'll work pretty hard but um when it came to games there was it was just unmatched because set yeah. pieces were a big thing in columbus as as they are here now um you know and then you combine that with the on the field run a play uh, link up and it's it's yeah.
0: unmatched and and that's what he's so good at yeah that makes sense well someone who won't be in orlando is harry ship announcing his retirement um when i heard, uh, not going to lie, I was a little bit surprised just from the fact that he was so heavily involved in all the negotiations and um, to even get this tournament back and it seems like he knew because he he has his plans already and he's pretty set with what he's going to do so it just seems like you know he was doing that probably knowing that let me just get this over the finish line and then I'm out um, he's what, 28 years old 29 years old very young guy still probably could play six, seven, eight more years because he doesn't have like speed to lose nothing like that he's a cerebral player so um, he would have been fine but yeah I'm a little bit surprised by that but I'll, I would I say I think sometimes you just know I've never retired even younger than that so I think you just sometimes get to a point where it can be a mental thing where you're just burned out or you suddenly get to an age and you're passionate about other things that you want to do. Maybe he wants to get a head start in the business world. I'm not sure what it is exactly for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, were you surprised by that news? What's your take?
1: Yeah, you know, you kind of go through rosters and, and people that you've played with. And, and you can see the guys that are, you know, a little bit on the fringe and are kind of deciding back and forth. Harry's an extremely smart guy. I think he's going to business school. So yeah. you, some guys aren't playing that much and they're also not making that much money. You know, like I look at yeah. Kovar, okay? He was at yeah. a point where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm 26, 27 years old. I can either do this for another five or six years and make a little bit of money, and then I gotta go back to business school and start my career at 33, 34 years old, or I can just call it quits, count my losses, go back to school and, and get my you know life started at a younger age. The interesting part for Harry is, I it, it, he. It's just an opportunity where he's making good money. If, if right. he made this money his entire career, he'd then, be fine, you yeah. know, he's, he'd be fine. He'd be sitting pretty. So I think it's a situation where he's got this other love, other passion or other itch that he's got to scratch. And, uh, you know, if he was starting every single game, I'd be more surprised. And no. um, in the, in the fact that he, you know, wasn't starting every game, um, you know, may, maybe that played in his decision a little bit. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, like, like you said, sometimes it's just, guys have a different view on what they want to do and, and sometimes just ready to call it quits. So, I mean, the guy, you know, bled, um, you know, blue and green and, right, uh, right. you know, won a, ch- won a championship is uh, really impressive and, uh, one of the players that, uh, you know, one of the good guys, I guess that, that yeah. Have losing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree hundred percent. So yeah, definitely wish, um, wish Harry the best. Well guys, that's all we have time for. Don't forget Sounders FC classics back this Saturday. Uh, 7 o'clock Joe TV SandersFC.com or the app and you can also listen on Sports Radio KJR it's the season opener from last season when um, Jordan Morris made his return back from the ACL and came flying out of the blocks with the team um, getting closer to the tournament in Orlando. EPL's back tomorrow. It could be today, depending on when this podcast is out. But slowly, but surely, we're getting back to some normalcy in the world, which is a good thing. And at the same time, still a lot of work to do. So this is these Aquani and Brad Evans. Thanks as always for joining us, and we'll be back next week.